I appreciate the invite. Thank you. Hello, everybody. It's Douglas Austin with Blurred. Um, you can find me on anchor.com, um, B-L-E-R-D, two exclamation points. Uh, that's B-L-E-R-D to, with a two exclamation points. If you have any topics or anything you want me to you know, bring up. Um, right now, I have Julius Moss here with me. Peace. <laughs> um, for, we're, we're continuing my piece that I started with Dante about um, life as a blurred. And so uh, it's a school project um, for my senior project, which is a one-person show, Letting My Blurred Flag Fly. Um, and I, I'm, I'm to interview two two other blurreds. And so here's Julius. Um, Julius, can you, can you, like... State your blurdisms or your, your, your qualifications. My, 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 my blurdism <laughs> qualifications. Okay. Um, I guess mine is basically started with um, with the film Star Wars. I, I, when I walked into your place, I, I saw the original poster. Um, I'm old enough to remember um, the original running of the film and kind of the pandemonium. <laughs> Just... Just that whole film set me on really a path of, of just not only science fiction but fantasy, and eventually that blended into uh, to comics. Whereas I felt that my my hid, hidden mutant his ability <laughs> was definitely uh, in, in, rooted in comic books, and we're talking you know late seventies, early eighties, right? With the X Men, because uh, you know I was I was, I was Telling people because there's there's this controversy about about the X Men being relaunched in Marvel as people of color, right. when in fact they're actually based on people of color. Yeah. And Stanley's went on record saying that these are you know uh, Doctor King is um, the anagram for Professor X and right. and Malcolm X is the anagram for for Magneto and and mutants are are people during the civil rights struggle. Yeah, um, I'm familiar with that particular lore. Um, when I, when it actually became, in my opinion, public knowledge, I saw the the backlash, and this was right around the same time where you saw the uh, the Marvel universe revamp itself with not only persons of color, but uh, I think um, I immediately think of, of like Miss Marvel as far as Kamala Khan, and then um, Riri Williams of, of the reenvisioning of, right. of X Men. Um, as, as a sister with, you know, 15-year-old sister with Afro Puffs, you know, yeah. it, it's, it really kind of, in my opinion, it causes consternation among a group of individuals that, um, just to backtrack a little bit, I, I recall seeing a, uh, an interview online of uh, Talib Kweli uh, breaking down just this um, almost fetish that white supremacists have of of anime mm -hmm. and um, you know kind of thinking back on it uh, as far as like my, my, my nerdism if you could call it that <laughs> there was a show that my cousin introduced me to in the late 70s uh, it was known as Battle of the Planets it was G-Force yeah gotcha uh, man believe, gotcha man is the the appropriate American yeah, the, the, yeah so so as I you know as I kind of think back on it as we were having this conversation um, my my love or affinity um, for this art form, and I call it such, uh, it really it, it centers around uh, this counterculture of sorts that, in some sense, that I've seen um, 
this white supremacist uh, narrative be embedded inside of you know anime, inside of comic books, inside of of of, of films that are, are created, and so that if you know Steve Rogers isn't Captain America, somehow Sam Wilson's uh, Captain America is not genuine. It it, right. it you know to our earlier conversation offline. It disrupts the this this paradigm that people have created in their minds about how things should be. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I think one time I, I saw you online. You were you were referring to um, Blue Marvel. Yeah. Uh, my my brother introduced me to Blue Marvel <laughs> f- a few years ago. I'm like, that's the shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting on this character my whole right? life because it, it 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 made sense uh, logically in my mind for that character to exist. Right. Um, and it's almost kind of this nod to DC, in, in my opinion, from Marvel saying, you know Superman is supposed to be black, right? You know, <laughs> if, 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 he's, if he's powered by the sun and by solar rays, wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense that, you know, a heavily melanated man right. would be able to, to sustain the, the, the literally the UV light that's coming from the sun. And we're talking physics at this right. point. This is not even hypothetical. <laughs> so so that being said, when, when you kind of bring it around full circle, um, I just, I picked up early on that, you know, going down this pathway of, you know, comic book conventions and, you know, anime conventions, even before they referred to this cosplay, uh, there were just these pocket communities of individuals that that really felt that this was their thing, yeah. And why are you, as a person of color, kind of went the gateway concept? Exactly, exactly. And so for for me, it it really is. Um, there's a there's a sense of, of justification uh, nowadays to to even see characters uh, re envisioned in Marvel. Um, to even like like I said, to put it put a pin in it. it it's it, it makes sense because, you know, not even, not only from a business standpoint, because if you want to diversify your, your audience, you know, your audience wants to see characters that look like them. Right. Not just, you know, this, this, um, what I refer to as the, 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 the Franklin concept, which is, you know, Franklin from Charlie Brown. Yeah. And the second that you, you know, the, the one soul lonely. <laughs> right. I mean, no, nobody else. Just one <laughs> nobody, kid. Like Franklin doesn't have any brothers or sisters or, or, yeah. or nothing. It's just, there's Franklin and then Charlie Brown in the gang. So, right. You know, that's that's just kind of my take on it. Yeah. You know, I, I can see that because for me, it was, um, you know, I'm a Marvel fan and, I, and me, I'm, I'm all things mutant because mm-hmm. of the Allegra Reef to African-Americans. Now, have you read the Milestone comics? No. Because those were that was a, a publication company, a subsidiary of DC. All the characters were minorities, and the, he, had, he had their Superman, which was um, his name was Icon, okay. and, and he was an alien from a, from a the, like the farthest galaxy in the universe. Wow. And um, it was there was a collective. It was their, the entire galaxy was a, a union, okay. and super intelligent. And they were the only power he actually had was he was immortal. Um, the way it worked is mm-hmm. there. Yeah, went over well. Right, you know the way the way it worked is um, they. What what happened was they were uh, when they would die they would clone they would clone themselves okay. and then you would get they would implant your memories up to the moment of your death. Oh, okay. So he's flying somewhere outside the solar system. His ship malfunctions. The escape pod sends him to Earth. 
Now, mind you, he looks kind of like a like a frog without a shell, right? And so the um, the supercomputer on his escape pod remakes him into the first sentient life that finds him, an, an optimum virgin, the first sentient life that finds him, and that's this runaway slave. And her name was Miriam. And so she, she takes him and she, and you know, out of the, the matrix. And so he knows what he is the entire time. Right. But he's an optimum version of what humans are supposed to be. Yeah. Super strength, super, like he could sort of fly in space. It's just that to fly home would take him longer than it would for Earth technology to catch up. I gotcha. And so, I mean, it's, it's insane. He has all these crazy powers. He met Superman. He actually beat Superman twice. Um, he yeah, beat him. Yeah, he beat him once in in the in the crossover, yeah. and the second time was he knocked him out of the J, the, the Justice League Tower. Yeah. And Superman said, "Wow, that's the hardest I've ever been hit. Even Darkseid hasn't hit me that hard." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and and what happened was his, his the Matrix remade him into basically essentially a a, a black male. Okay. And so he grew up a slave. Um, uh, fought in the Civil War. He was the unknown soldier. So he would do stuff and then disappear because he couldn't die. And then um, the, the weapons here weren't advanced enough to kill him. Right. And so um, fast forward, you know, 200, you know, 300 years, and it's now. And uh, he's living in this in South Dakota, in this in this this island in, in Dakota. And um, what happens is he's a billionaire. He went to school, he went to Harvard, got a law degree, and does it every couple, every 20 years or so. And he, and, and he just pretends to die and leaves his money to himself. Right. And what happened is these kids, um, they say, you're not giving back to the community. They try to rob him. Okay. And then one of them shoots him in the face because he's like, what are you doing in my house? And then it's three dudes and a girl. And the girl's looking. He's flying. And, the, and then he gets shot point blank in the face. And what happens is his nose breaks. Because it startled him. Because he wasn't expecting, you know, he wasn't. And, and so she comes back a couple weeks later and says, hey, I was one of the ones that were in your house trying to rob you. And he's like, I know. What are you doing here? And, he's, and she says, we thought you weren't giving back to the community because you're having this big house. You know, and we're in the hood, and you're right. a billionaire. You're not helping out at all. And she goes, but you have superpowers, so which means we're actually right about you. You're not helping the community. Right. You should be an icon, a beacon of hope for all the people. Yeah. And then, and and so she actually shames this guy into being a hero. Wow. And so he, he you know, he's done doing all this stuff and everything, and and it's the it reminded me of it reminded me of the you know um, DC's like Superman comic. Okay. Because you know he was—he didn't think he was the baddest one around. He just knew how to use his stuff. Right, right, right. Then you had um, what, and then so most of the other people got their powers through a, 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 a citywide gang event. Okay. And so what happened was they were fighting each other, and the mayor um, she bombed them, which she thought was tear gas, but it wasn't tear gas. The ones that didn't kill all right, it, it made into it, some of them like there's there, they the, evolved into like power. Oh yeah, there's one white person in the group. Um, this blunt Sydney kid who was um, a white dude. Okay, so it's that storyline. And and he became a he could turn into a human sized rat and all. That. Right, I mean, right. so they all got these crazy powers and stuff. And and the kid Static was being bullied, and so he went to go shoot the guy, and everyone knew that he wasn't a killer, but he just got tired of being bullied, and he went there to shoot the guy, and he got he got the brunt of the um, stuff, and so he got the powers of electricity and all that stuff, and so right, right. and and the, it was called Static Shock, and then they just sort of static right. and the comics it was it reminded me of the angst of the of the spider-man of the 80s okay you know and i'm just you, i mean we, those, those are the two this story yeah right in my opinion and then you had hardware which was uh, um he was the this, this the overarching bad guy's name was uh, edwin alva 
Okay. And um, he, so he was a bad guy in multiple comics, and older white guy. Um, and and uh, he had he had taken this kid out of the, the hood, and um, the kid was a super genius, and invented all this stuff for him. And then the kid was a man, and he said, "Okay, well, you know." At this point, I've invented all this stuff for you yeah. that I feel like you should be a partner because you're like a billionaire because of me, literally. And the guy's like, no, I own all the stuff you did. <laughs> you know, you, you're not my son. Right. You are my employee. Right. And so he, he does this armor, um, but it's the way he does it he is, is he has to go through this stuff which sprays him down so he could m merge with the armor. Right. And, um, but it's just amazing because uh, it's an onboard computer that he talks to. That's where they got the actual um, idea of it from for uh, the AI for Iron Man. Okay. Because this guy was talking to the onboard computer, and you you know you can you could barely see his face. I mean, it was, but it was just amazing the the the, the stories these guys came up with with this stuff. Wow. The, the version of the Punisher was this Puerto Rican guy, you know, and and yeah, and then and then their their the team was the Blood Syndicate. They weren't a team; they were a gang, right. and they had rules. And so you wouldn't see them out fighting each other. Okay. They'd argue, they'd say the one thing, and they'd go and settle it, you know. Right. And but it was you, they were knocking over crack houses, burning all the crack, and, and taking the money. And this <laughs> is this is a DC line. Right? This is the DC line, Milestone Comics, and they've since incorporated all these comics into the mainstream DC universe. And see, I've always had, I've always gone back and forth with people about who had the better stories. You know, was it Marvel? Was it DC? And so, you know, from from my experience, I liked Marvel, and I'm, I'm talking basically in the '80s and, and even partially in the early '90s. I liked Marvel for the artwork. Right. DC always had the better stories. Because DC dealt with more real life issues. They, they dealt with more real life issues. And Marvel was Marvel Marvel comics are what the movies are. They're joking, yeah. funny, lighthearted. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're, they're they're kind of um, uh, instances of, of of what you would call instant gratification. Mm -hmm. you you would grab them, uh, even when you think about the the characters themselves. They're they're kind of these grandiose, over the top characters, right? That are supposed to be relatable. But at the same time, you kind of like, you know, okay, <laughs> uh, Spidey's gonna go, you know, do some web slinging, or you know, the Incredible Hulk, you know, whose ass is he gonna kick this this right. episode? And so there, there's kind of some consistency. You know why you're going to read a Marvel right. uh, comic. I've always been surprised by the stories in DC, though, okay. and, and that's for some strange reason. That's always kind of. The, the, the counter narrative that I hear from other people. <laughs> well, cause, yeah, because DCs are more serious and Marvel's more jokey. Yeah. Uh, Marvel would have this, and this, now they have events every like six months, but back then, every right. few years, they'd have an event right. where you're like, wow, that was crazy. Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars Secret or, Wars, or Wars, Mutant Massacre yeah. or, or, or Days of Future Past yeah. and stuff. And now they have this stuff every like, you know, six months where you're like, okay. It makes it kind of cheesy a little bit for me. Well, like everybody but dying and coming back, yeah. you know, you know, the only person that should that should come back is Jean Grey because she's the Phoenix. <laughs> I just recently, um, well, if you get a chance, there's a there's a documentary of um, Chris Claremont's run on X Men. Really, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay, and and we kind of go over that whole narrative and a lot of the stuff that he did, including killing off Jean Grey in the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, it was really. Him trying to test 
Jim Shooter, who was the editor in chief at the time. Yeah. You know, like, I'm just going to come in and say something crazy. And <laughs> Jim Shooter was like, Yeah, I'll do it. You know, you go ahead, make them, you know, kill her off. He's like, What are you talking about? You can't kill her off. This is Jean Grey. You know, she's been, been uh, X Men since the 60s. Right. And, and it was just that, that whole time period of his run uh, in, in X Men, which is, you know, considered the quintessential X Men. That's right. when most of us, you know, started reading X-Men that are of a certain age or whatnot. So it, you get a chance to check that one out. Okay. Um, I I went through this phase of, like, because my title was X-Men at yeah. one point in time. And so then I discovered uh, manga. And that just went in a completely, totally different direction. <laughs> and so that's, like, right when a bunch of the titles were... Um, under Dark Horse. Okay. So we're talking Lone Wolf and Cub, which is uh, a, uh, an old samurai uh, film series from the 70s that they repurposed as as this graphic novel because that's when the whole graphic novel... Crazy. Yeah, that's when yeah. everything... Um, but ironically, what, what brought me to, to Lone Wolf and Cub was a DC title, Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Got you. <laughs> Which is, in my opinion, the quintessential Batman it, story. It, it is the quintessential Batman story. And um, not to be too inflammatory, the treatment of the Dark Knight, as far as cinematography is concerned. Thank you. <laughs> is lackluster. I mean, are you talking about the Christian Bell version? Or, I'm, or talking, I'm talking ben about the, the Christian Bell version. Thank you. See that, Dante? Because <laughs> I had issues. No, I already know. You probably okay. didn't hear a lot of But what, what are your issues? Well, my issues, one, is it felt like that was Christopher Nolan, his, his idea of what he thought Batman was, a right. guy a guy with a grudge. When well, I, can, I can appreciate that, but yeah. But do it right, you know? Right. Um, there's a reason Batman only comes out at night, because you can see his body in the daytime. Right. And it loses the mystique of him being an otherworldly creature where people can't don't know what he is. You know, um, the, the over-reliance on... Batman uses his, his mind. Yeah. And he, did, he and with this, they over-relied on gadgets and stuff it like tech. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it It felt... He became Tony Stark in a cave. Right. When, when Batman is much more than Tony Stark. Yeah. Batman is supposed to be the greatest acrobat, greatest martial artist, greatest detective... And these are all things that he's earned because he's worked his butt off to well, do. You got to think about it. If you were a billionaire where your money literally made itself, mm -hmm. 24 hours a day, you literally have free time. <laughs> right. What would you do with that time and those resources? And let's just kind of jump to the front of the line and say that Okay, I don't want to just study judo. I want to study judo from the top three judo masters that's on the planet. I don't want to study, uh, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat. I want to go grab, you know, the person who trains all the SAS fighters for right. British intelligence. I want to grab, you know, somebody from the side. I want to grab somebody from, you know, yeah. I'm like... Because you have the resources to mm -hmm. do, and in some cases, and they, 
they try to allude to it. But in some cases, you kind of pick up on this thread of Wayne Industries has a government contract with this organization. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they have access. They essentially own it. So, like, if you own all of these things and you have access to all of these resources, you know, what does it look like if you're pulling from multiple places on the planet and you're assembling, okay, this is what I want to know how to do. This is what my, my end goal, my end game is to be the best, like you said, acrobat, fighter, you know. Yeah. I'm training with people who are, you know, wanting to, you know, whatever the... the whatever the record is for holding your breath underwater. If it's five minutes, I want to, five, fifteen. Right, you know. <laughs> you know I want to, I want to kick my teacher's ass. <laughs> as, as, as basically your, your in-game goal. So, in my opinion, the, the Dark Knight films did not... Didn't capture any, that. It, it, didn't it, capture it, that. They didn't capture that. And then if you go back and read Frank Miller's, those, those four books, those four graphic novels, Batman is an older man. Mm -hmm. He's kind of jaded in a sense. He's Ben Affleck. He is. But that's that to me. Ben Affleck was the highlight of Batman vs Superman. I fast forward the rest of the stuff and I look at the stuff with Ben Affleck. That movie left me hanging. <laughs> at first, I'm like, it's, it's, I'm like, it's a different movie, but you have to think about it. And, and after I watched it like a dozen times, and, I'm, and each time I'm like, no, I can't justify it. I can justify Ben Affleck's performance. His treatment, his treatment of, of Batman was was way better than what I expected. Mm -hmm. It was the, it, it was the ending that, you know, that just the Martha thing. <laughs> I can't get past it. I know it's petty. I, you know, I own it. <laughs> Facebook, I own it. Well, you know, I know it's petty, but no. My my issue with that, my they rushed it. They rushed Doomsday when they shouldn't have. In reality, Batman should have fought Superman in the beginning, and then came around to Luther at the end. Yeah, you know, and and the, at that time, Luther should have been constructing his own suit based on the Kryptonian technology. Right. That's what that's what they should have done. And then they shoehorned Wonder Woman in, and they shoehorned all the other well, characters. Well, that, that was a tee-up for the Wonder Woman film. Right, but it was just, it was, the way it was done was just so like, really? No. Can I kind of do it, do it justice? Because you start thinking about someone like, like a Wonder Woman, where has she been over these hundred years? And she came to a point at the, at the end of the, her first solo movie, where she's like, I'm going to be a hero now. Then, then she basically hid for a hundred years. And she said, and they, they mentioned that several times. Right. But based on her character development, she would not have done that. Right. Because at that point, she knew what she was supposed to be doing. Right. And then, oh, but I'm sad. I'm going to go hide for a hundred years. I'm like, that makes no sense to me. None. You know, um, and and kind of shoehorning in the, you know, the the remainder of the Justice League. I was like, and the thing that one of the things is in the comics, Lex Luthor never attacked Batman. He, he never attacked Batman nor Bruce Wayne, and he knew that they were the same person. Yeah, he he always knew, but he respected Batman for doing what he did on his own without without. In this crazy, if you think about it, in a crazy way. They're the same person. They're the same person. Mm -hmm. they and I said that to someone years, years ago, and they looked at me like I was crazy. I said, <laughs> think about it. I said, Lex Luthor, you know, has Luthor Industries or whatnot, and he's developing tech, and he's 
you know, he's he's looking for government contracts and the next big thing. Mm-hmm. He's trying to develop these things, and he's harboring this animosity for Clark Kent slash Batman. I mean, Superman for the fact of you know, if you go with the tradition, it's you know he was you know lost all of his hair mm-hmm. in, in the chemical accident or whatnot. But there's always this 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 animosity of. It doesn't matter how much money I have. It doesn't matter how much I train. It doesn't matter how, how much tech I build. I'll never be an alien from another planet that has superpowers right. given to them by all things. The sun in my solar system. And then in my solar system, and not just that, but he has technology that we could be using. That we could repurpose. And yeah. he's not sharing it with us. Yeah, and then yeah. he's not seeing... Lex Luthor, in my opinion, doesn't see the opposite part of that, is that, you know, men for the most part are greedy. I always felt like Lex Luthor never really got into it with, with Batman slash Bruce Wayne for the fact that Bruce Wayne never fully trusted Superman. Yeah. And something tells me that Luthor just picked up on that. And it was like almost in the back of his mind saying, if I can connect with this guy, we we're good. <laughs> did you did you read Kingdom Come? I did. Yeah, you know where where Luther builds a cabal and doesn't realize that Batman's gonna betray him, and it's like, you know, and and but Bat there was there was the relaunch of the Justice League in two thousand where Superman and Batman are flying because the White Martians were invading. Yeah, and um and they're talking, and so they're getting ready to get jumped by the White Martians, and they don't know this. And Superman's asking um, Batman, why don't you trust the new Justice League members? He said, you know, you've been trained. Wonder Woman's been trained. Um, uh, uh, and he said, um, Martian Manhunter was trained. You know, and, and Aquaman at that point had been trained at some point. Um, and he goes, everybody else just gets powers and think there's a, they're a hero. Right. You know, he goes, where's the accountability there? And that's why he went and built the files on everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. that... that that they all kicked him out of the Justice League for, but Superman said, no, we actually need those. He's right. He's right. Lex Luthor and, and Bruce Wayne slash Batman are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. It's just what they use their, what they use with their, their resources for. And, and the justification of why they're doing what they're doing. Yep. You know, so that's, again, for me, it's always been, you know, I go back to what DC is just, Story-wise, they've always, you know, and I get it. You know, a lot of people are like the artwork just wasn't up to standard, and you know, I, I get it. But if you unpack the stories that originate from DC, they blow yeah. awful out the water. And not just that, but they're saying because uh, the Watchmen universe has been incorporated to Marvel or DC. Um, and the first hint was a couple of years ago. I was reading a comic, and it was, it was somehow redoing the Watchmen story. But at the end, Batman picks up the pen, the comedian's pen, on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, "Interesting," you know. And then, right. and then there's yeah. what, what they're saying is that um, all the relaunches that have been happening in in DC have been because Doctor Manhattan has been messing with reality. Yep. And then at and then what he did, what Doctor Manhattan did was he brought back uh, Bruce Wayne's father and Clark Kent's father. Or Kyle's father, yeah. and then so they're they're working for him, and then uh, they're working for like a cabal or whatever, and then trying to, and then so both Bruce Wayne and and Superman are like, "What are you doing?" Right, right. 
putting the black eye in the game. You know, and, and then so because because Thomas Wayne because he's also a Batman. Right, he's a Batman. He's, you know, but he's a real brutal Batman who's not afraid of yeah, killing he, nobody. He, you know, that stuff. He's, he's, he's gangster. Yeah, you know, he's and, gangster for and, real. and 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 um, Jor-El, they're like Superman's like, well, you're not my father. My right. father would never do this stuff, and he's right. like, you know, <laughs> live a little. <laughs> but yeah, so. That's that's really about it. I just wanted to, you know, get this interview out and and for my senior project and. My bad. I know we went over time. No, nah, we're good. good. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, um, what are they gonna say? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this podcast is on Anchor. Um, uh, blurred B L E R D two exclamation points. Um, if I, I have other stuff there for racism, uh, sex and sexuality, comic books, movies. Um, yeah, so if you're wanting to take a gander at other things I posted and podcasted about, just go ahead and take a take a gander at Anchor. Um, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Julius. Peace. <laughs> this video ends now. Okay.